podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 26th, 2022. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello! How are you, Gordon? I am excellent. Truly excellent. Ideal. That's good. Good to hear. And also with us, last week's guest and also this week's guest, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How are you, Joey? Good. How's it going, guys? Yeah, very well, thanks. Um, we shall recap what was a very good week again last week. Um, that's that's two in a row before heading on to the picks for the week ahead. So, as usual, banker bets, value bets, outsider bets, and charity bets, and we hit a lot of them um, last week. My banker took a bit of time to get going. It was Rangers away at Dundee at odds of 3-10. to 10. Um, they went 1-0 down, but they managed to turn that around and win 2-1 in what was a very important game for them. And always good to get a, a banker bet in. Gordo? Uh, yeah, my banker was last game of the week. This was Sunday night. Uh, it was Porto, uh, Boavista versus FC Porto. And FC Porto had done what they've done for the last like 15 years and, and beat them <laughs> without conceding. They won 1-0. Uh, comfortable. I'd have preferred maybe more goals, but once they went one up, I wasn't worried about them. Boavista scoring, they haven't done so basically ever. Uh, so yeah, Joey, your banker. Yeah, for my banker, I was in Melbourne uh, for the Melbourne Derby, kind of like Gordo's grandma. Yeah, um, and for that one, I had both teams to score, and I thought it was pretty cool at three to five, um, decent price. Victory opened the scoring in the 19th minute, and then City equalized just before halftime. Uh, really, not much more you could ask for there. Absolutely no, perfect. Not. And for three to five, mate. Excellent. Yeah. Big green tick next to it before halftime. Love it. Uh, another banker treble in as well. Um, great result. On to the value picks. I was over in Japan, um, like I like I love to do, uh, with the Kashima Antlers at home against Shonen Belmere, odds of seven to eleven. And Kashima went and won this game two one. Again, went behind. Um, and, and came back to win. So if you'd been on my picks late, <laughs> you could have got them when they were already a goal down. Uh, but another another winner uh, for me, this time in the value slot. Now, I'm going to pass to Joey's value purely because it, 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 it highlights my inadequacy last weekend in this. So uh, the second game of the weekend was Joey's, and he'll tell you about that now. Yeah, so I had uh, Central Coast Mariners facing... The Mac attack, the Mac, Mac Arthur FD, and I liked both teams to score in over two point five. You could get that around even money. And Central Coast opened the scoring in uh, the twenty seventh minute with Mac Arthur equalizing just before halftime, just like we drew it up. And then I, I can't even make this up. They literally got the third goal three minutes after halftime. Um, it was really just goals of plenty. Uh, the game ended up finishing 4-2, and that is my kind of football match. It is. Boy, boy loves it. And it was actually played at a neutral venue. It was even weirder. So Central Coast were playing away at like some park in the middle of like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there was about 70 fans at it. It was great to watch. I watched the whole game, it, which led me on Brilliant. to what, what, you know, it, it, it's Saturday at 3 p.m. It's not exactly a, a late kickoff. Uh, and for- I can point out this would have brought in all bankers and all values for the second week running. Yes. Uh, and subsequently a whole bunch of other coupons. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, this was Elgin versus Kelty Hearts. Uh, it didn't, wasn't a Kelty Hearts win for me. Uh, Elgin are bottom of the, like they're almost bottom of the league. Uh, Kelty are, are top. They just, they went, Elgin went down to 10 men. Kelty have already kind of got the league wrapped up a bit. Um, and they just they they ground out a nil nil draw. So uh, yeah, it didn't look it didn't look like they were having many shots on target. It, it seemed like one of these games where the point mattered a whole lot to Elgin, like yeah. and it really did. And Kelty Hearts, as you say, they're so far in front at the top. Yeah, they didn't they didn't need to throw the bag at it to break down ten men. They could just coast out a draw. Yeah, who, and who that, cares? that was that was super disappointing there because they weren't even that good a price for a value of about three or four. Yeah. Um, do you know Joyce Banker was nearly there, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I let the, the that treble down. But um, yes, onto the outsiders and Andy's pick. 
Oh, my outsider was terrible. Um, although Bronby haven't lost in like ages, and I, and I let their top of the five, ten, and fifteen game form table in the Danish Super League. It had to come to an end at some point. Um, we've been consistent. I've been consistently backing them on this show for a number of weeks now, and this was when it came grinding to a halt. They lost three 0 away at Alborg. Um, they were fifteen to eight outsiders, so I don't feel too bad about it. But it wasn't even close. My outsider was one of my redeeming factors for the weekend. Uh, this was ham versus milk, uh, Parma versus Lecce, uh, <laughs> and I got zero notifications for this, which is great because I backed it as a draw. Uh, just got the nil-nil one. It wasn't even like a penalty mess or anything like that, or contentious cards or whatever. Like both teams did nothing. Great, perfect result for me. Nil-nil, uh, and that outsider came in at eleven to five. Joey. Yeah, then it was on to me for the uh, the outsider Trixie, and uh, well, so last week the uh, the song song choice for this pick was uh, "Call It Fate, Call It Karma" by The Strikes, and that was as fitting as I picked it to be because I had a feeling that was either going to be the game that finally got me my four of four. Or it was just going to blow up massively in my face and Firth would uh, fight the podcast once more. And unfortunately, it was the latter. Um, game finished nil-nil. And I think a more appropriate song choice would have been uh, Gimme, 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 in parentheses, A Goal After Halftime by Akka. <laughs> um, <laughs> Freiburg really took a lot of the, uh, the initiative in this game and they had plenty of great chances. They hit the bar twice. Once in the first half, once in the second half. They had 13 shot attempts, three on target versus Greuter Firth's eight shots and one on target. And really, I mean, I I said it on the pod. If Freiburg don't win this, it'll be a score draw. And then I rightfully corrected myself and said, well, not necessarily. And Firth must have heard that. And I I guess they wanted to to have a nil-nil draw instead. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, my win in both teams to score for Freiburg did not come in at the oh so juicy price of three point five. It happens. So, but yep. we we move Outside, on. Outsiders are hard, man. It, they are. What's harder is charity yeah. bets, and I started the charity bet at the <laughs> weekend very poorly. I was in the pub with Andy uh, during this game. Uh, this was Rizespor versus Trabzonspor, and at one point. Um, it, the way the games fell, like this game had lost and then there was a whole bunch of wins that made it look like, oh shit, I might I might do the 11 of 12 here. Uh, yeah, this was Rizespor, Trips on to Sport. Game full of goals. Rizespor got three penalties in this game. It was like playing against Rangers. Um, <laughs> and Trips on to Sport did not have a return for that. Uh, it finished 3-2 three, uh, three uh, to, to Rizespor. Um yeah, it was it was a, a shit result, uh, and at three to five again, I, again, not as if I'd picked a rather bold outsider or anything. This was just bad. Uh, so Trabs on the sport did not deliver with the goals, but my capable hosts beside me uh, decided to to be better for the rest of the week. Um, and up next, I think who who actually went next? It was Andy who was second. Oh, me. Yeah, Saturday yeah, I thought one was the last leg. Yeah. Yeah, German Dritte Liga. Saarbrücken against Hallisher. Um, Saarbrücken have been great this year. Home win was 5-7 to seven and they went 1-2-1. One, one. It was a pretty comfortable one as well. Um, Hallisher ended up with, I think Saarbrücken went 2-0 up within half an hour or something. Hallisher ended up with 10 men. Um, it was only going one way. So, yep, another charity went in for me. Back to normal ways of Gordo letting down the charity bet after I had to back it last week. But it, that, that, that only happens once. And we're, now we're back to normal Shortly. service. I was going to say, I can't believe you said that uh, Yeah, you gave away that Joey's charity bet won. But I mean, I'll let him explain it then. You already, you already gave sure. that away. So Sunday I mean, to for be Joey. Honest, we all were expecting it anyways. Yeah. Um, but my charity pick was Adelaide United against Western Sydney Wanderers. And I liked Adelaide on the double chance. You could get that around 1.7-ish. And really, there's not a whole lot to report, report here as it finished nil-nil. Um, but both sides had plenty of chances. And honestly, Adelaide really grew into the game after 25 or so minutes of pressure from Western Sydney um, in the first half. And they had some really clear-cut chances in the second half. And they could have very easily taken this on their own. 
the one thing that made me a little nervous that I wasn't anticipating um, because these sides played at the midweek, uh, which was a one, two win for Western Sydney Wanderers, which I thought was a bit, uh, I guess, generous, we'll call it. And what really made me nervous for this one on Sunday is Craig Goodwin, Adelaide's talisman, apparently came in close contact with someone who tested positive with COVID. Um, So he was ruled out of that game. Uh, That was extremely unfortunate because if he had been there, um, I feel like this would have been an extremely comfortable Adelaide win. Mm -hmm. I watched the whole game. Yeah, it was... it was a game that at 70 minutes, both teams decided was going to be nil-nil. <laughs> they were like, well, let's yeah. just wrap this up. Um, but yeah, a great result, Joey. And I believe a three of four, a three of four week for you. Uh, three of four and uh, three of three in Australia. Three of three. Uh, three, of three I, I always say I'm trying to be John Walker. I think yeah. this is probably the closest I've come. Yeah. Three out of four, um, only the outsider missing for Joey. Three out of four, only the outsider missing for me. Uh, so a very good week overall. Gordon got two in. Um, yeah. Just a shame that the value treble and the charity treble were both like that. Would have been better if you'd got one of them rather than the outsider. I'd, I'd outside. much rather have went value charity <laughs> than <laughs> back and outside. Yeah, but yeah, a uh, decent week. But though. overall, yeah. that's a very that's a very good week. Um, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Sports sports betting is hard. Um, and that's another very respectable week. Coming off an absolute belter, a better one last week, actually. Um, but yeah, eight out of 12 um, when we're putting in some big shots. Not bad at all. A couple of three out of fours. Um, okay, so we are rolling uh, into the break um, where listeners on the Sports Social Podcast Network and all the different podcast providers were here. A short advert. However, if you're a member of our Patreon, you will see the middle section um, where we give extra picks, shoot the breeze, talk about anything else that we like, um, other sports sometimes. Who knows? The, the middle section is a law unto itself, but it's only available on www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet or on the Patreon app. Search for trample bet and join the trample bet club. It's six pounds a month. Really helps us out, guys. Um, gives something back to the show. Uh, we really appreciate every single member that signs up there. And you do get a whole load of other stuff. Middle section, you get the cheat sheet. That's all of our picks that we go through in the second half of the show written down and easy to see formats. So you don't have to take notes. And a whole host of extra content stuff. And we've got some really good things coming up. The US Masters um, is April 7th to April 10th. We'll have a special show for that. We'll be having a look at the upcoming MLB season, which again starts on April 7th. Um, we'll most likely get Trample Bet contributor Chris Kelly back to have a wee look through that as well. Um, there's the Grand National on Saturday, April 9th, and we'll pull together some content for that with Connor and Dave. So there is, there's loads coming up. There's loads of good stuff. Do join us on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet or just search Trample Bet on the Patreon app. We will see you all after this short break. And now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, March 26th, 2022. Uh, I shall preface this uh, with the fact that this is essentially a bonus podcast. There are hardly any games on this week, and we almost didn't run a show. Um, We used to not do regular football shows when there were international breaks because it was just just too much carnage betting on the international card. And honestly, if you have a look at the fixtures that are on across the world this weekend... It's like the football equivalent of movies in 2006 where they had to give Crash the best picture Oscar. Like that is literally what's going on here. We are we are picking from a small and not very good field. Yeah. But we have managed it. We have. And we, we, have and- we have managed it in some of these some of these games in some of these leagues you won't have been in before. You're not getting a two-goal payout in many of these. Put, put it that way. Uh, <laughs> it's what I was going to preface this week. Ben. It, 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 this is very much how it feels to be Joey all the time, is that you, you don't get a yeah. two-goal payout in these leagues. So that's it. We're, we're leveling the playing field. And just means you got to pick winners. 
She's got to pick winners. That's fucking it. That's, that's real that's, winners. Real winners. None of these three, six, five winners. So, Andy, wh- where do you start as off in the banker oh, column? Exotic. Oh, so exotic. So Saturday, 3 p.m. in Scotland League 2 for four for versus Cowden Beef. What a game. This is oh, what a game. This is third place Forfer against dead last Cowden Beef. 51 points for Forfer. They've got promotion in their sights. However, Cowden Beef stranded at the bottom on 20 points. Eight points behind Albion Rovers, who are in ninth. Forfer, one of the best performing home teams, 30 points from their 15 home games. Cowdenbeath, unsurprisingly, bottom of the league, are also the worst team on the road. Only eight points from 15 away matches. That's really, really bad. Form-wise, Forfer have only managed five points from the last five games. This is the, this is the only blot in their copybook. But that looks absolutely massive when you compare it to Cowdenbeath's one point in the same time frame. Cowdenbeath haven't beaten Forfer since 2015. That is a run of nine matches where we have seen six four-for wins and three draws. Interestingly, Joey, all of those nine games apart from one saw both teams to score. So a lot Sounds of them like were... Kind of rivalry. Yeah, five of them were four-for wins with both teams to score in there. Pretty good, huh? Um, I think yeah. a four-for home win is pretty much nailed on here. And odds of one to two are, are certainly big enough um, for me to be interested in that as a banker. That's good, Andy. I like it. You've taken us... Not very exotic. So I'll start the exotic train here. I am taking us to the Netherlands. And I'll profess this by saying all of my games are on Saturday. Um, the Between oh, 5 a.m. Nice. and 5.45 p.m. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is the 5.45 uh, game at night. This is Excelsior versus Helmond. And this is the Erste Divisie in round 32. Um, Helmond and Excelsior is a weird matchup because it is kind of title and promotion chasing Excelsior versus Helmond being directly bottom of the league. Now, I don't know even if they can get relegated from this league, which is weird because I had a look on flash score and I didn't know if it was like how the old Scottish divisions used to be where you were just right. You're last of the second, the last of the, the second division, right. Just try harder again next year or a bit like the American <laughs> leagues like that. Um, yeah, that sounds but, pretty familiar. Yeah, so, but, you know, Excelsior are right up the top. They've got 59 points from their 31 games, scored 70 goals and conceded 42. They've scored the most amount of goals in the league versus Helmond, who are directly bottom with 24 points from 31 games, scored 32 and conceded 55. Uh, This is a promotion chasing team chasing team versus a team that are absolutely mince. Excelsior's home form has been great. They beat Den Bosch, Roda and Young Ajax over the last uh, three games. Uh, Helmond have been absolutely awful away from home. Uh, they've lost four of the last five games, losing to Almir 3-0 in the last one. Uh, I like an Excelsior home win here. You can get it at 2-5 or 4-11, to depending on where you place your bet. So, yeah, the uh, Erste Divisie is the Divisie for me this weekend. Joey, what is yours? All right, so for my banker, I'm going to be in Australia again. And this time I like uh, Western United versus the Brisbane Roar. And initially I was going to go with Western United on the double chance. You can get that at about 1.4. But for the sake of the banker and looking at the price on this, I have no choice but to uh, switch things up and go with Western United just to score. You can get that at 1 to 3, which is just mental. Um, Western United sit in second place, one point behind Melbourne City for the top spot. They've picked up six wins and three draws in their last 10 matches. Uh, Brisbane, on the other hand, sit in 11th place, just off the bottom of the table on 17 points, scoring 18 and conceding 22. They've picked up six points in their last five matches, scoring seven and conceding nine. And kind of the kicker here and why I was looking at this for the double chance is Western United we're currently on a nine game unbeaten streak um, up until their last game where they unfortunately lost away to Sydney FC, but they've only been held scoreless twice this entire season. Um, That loss just last time out was only their third loss in 14 matches. Um, That was definitely a blip on the radar. Um, Nothing too much to read into. Uh, And kind of why I switched things a little bit is because Brisbane involved 
admittedly picked up 13 of their 17 points at home. So they're kind of doing a little bit better there. They're finding a little bit of form, but looking at who they're playing and who they picked up those wins against, I mean, basically all of them were in the bottom half of the league. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into that. Western United, Western United have won uh, five of seven all-time meetings between these sides and three of the four meetings at Brisbane. Uh, both, both sides face tough tests at the midweek. Uh, mid Western United is traveling to Melbourne to face Melbourne victory, while Brisbane get to host the other Melbourne team, Melbourne City, which I think is generally going to be a tougher task. Um, the kicker with Australia this week is there are international fixtures. So some teams are going to be missing players. Uh, both city, both Melbourne clubs are missing extremely crucial players for those matches. So you can take that with a pinch of salt, but just looking at the concept of, okay, this team is still going to be playing three days later. I would surely expect that defense to be a little bit rusty. They might come out a little sluggish. Um, so I really can't see Brisbane getting any more than a draw here, especially looking at their historical head to head, but just for the sake of the banker and making sure this sails in, hopefully, um, I just like Western United to score. And I thought one to three was a that's a big price. price for that. It's a compatible to Borussia Dortmund score in the first half. So I, I'm a big, big fan of this yeah. pick. So, uh, so yeah, good pick. that's, uh, that's a win for Forfer, a win for Excelsior and, Brisbane roar clean sheet equals no. That's the uh, that's the best way to price that up on Brett three six five, um, and you will get the treble at one point seven nine to one, so just shy of two to one um, for the banker treble. We've been on a roll of banker trebles. Um, we've 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 had a lot of them um, recently, so hopefully another one is coming our way. On to the value picks. Um, these tend to be a little higher in odds, usually around the even money mark. Um, I am in England, obviously low league stuff this weekend. I'm in League 2, it's Saturday at 3pm, a good traditional UK football kickoff time for Exeter versus Stevenage. Second place Exeter, played 22nd place Stevenage. So there's a huge gap between these two in the table. Exeter have 64 points and currently occupy an automatic promotion spot. However, it is really tight at the top and three teams are only one point behind them. So there's three teams on 63 points. And if you go all the way down to the ninth place team, they're still within touching distance. They're only six points back of Exeter. So there's a whole host of teams all vying for promotion. Stevenage are only three points above the relegation zone. They have really struggled this year. There's also a very good home away split here. Exeter have taken 36 points from 18 home games and Stevenage have only managed 10 points from 18 away games this season. So I really like the home away split. Form-wise, Exeter, 10 points from the last five matches. Stevenage, one point from their last five matches. Stevenage haven't beaten Exeter since 2018 and the eight games since have resulted in six Exeter wins and two draws. Basically everything points to an extra win here. Yeah. E- even even better than my banker pick pointed towards a four for win on the stats. This looks even better. It's a great opportunity for extra to cement their place towards the top of the league by playing a, a really lowly team and getting a win while the rest of the teams around them might be taking points off each other. And it's an opportunity I think that they're going to take. So five to seven for an extra win at the weekend. Nice, and that's on the early payout schedule. One of the only games available in the early <laughs> payout schedule this weekend. So I will take you to somewhere I've never been before, Sierra C. Uh, this this highlights the kind of slates we're working with this weekend. But I think a very good value pick in Sudtirol versus Feralpisalo. Uh, Sudtirol are playing away. Sudtirol are the runaway leaders of this league. Uh, rather incredibly, um, taking 82 points from 33 games, 42 goals scored and seven goals conceded in 33 games. It, you can it, tell you're getting into your t- you can tell you're getting into low league stuff there because there's just no way a professional team could be like a, a high earning team could be that much better than everyone else. Yeah, they are playing <laughs> like either the yeah. rest of this rest of this league are toddlers 
or like I, I don't know what's happening. But they're Suti- playing out with their they're playing out with their age bracket. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're all, sure or they're all plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> I get that's it. Could be the rest of the league are plumbers. Well, Italian plumbers have already got some very uh, infamous computer games and things yeah. named after them anyway. So much better than Japanese plumbers. Yeah, that's it. I know that those Uruwa boys. Anyway, so I'm going to take Sud Tirol away from home here. I'm not even going to tell you what Felipe Salt. They're third in the league, 58 points. Um, it does not matter if you finish between <laughs> second and tenth in the Italian third division because you go into the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> mad, bro. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're not catching Sud Tirol. Sud Tirol, you know, there's own there is, um, you know, quite a bit between them and Padova. Uh, on 75 points. Uh, Sud Tirol should win this game probably to nil. Uh, you can get them at 11 to 10. Um, at, 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 I don't know what book that was on, Andy. Was that William Hill or something? Uh, or was it uh, Unibet? No, 365 have oh. them priced up at 11 to 10 already. So I'm taking oh, Sud Tirol wow. away at Feral Pisalo. Uh, and yeah, at 11 always to 10. Good, always good, G-Man, when you back a pick that sounds like it's a pharmaceutical product. Which one? Suterol. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd get in the middle of our show as an advert. Yeah, that's it. It's actually it's migraines getting you down. I was going to say Suterol. an anti-inflammatory cream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joey, um, now that I've inflamed everyone's interests, what have you got in the value slot? And for my uh, value pick this week, I'm going to be bringing it closer to home. Actually, not quite in my backyard, but uh, halfway across the country for. Portland Timbers against Orlando City SC. And I like a Portland win at uh, about 1.8-ish, a little bit higher than that. So early season, there's only been four games. We're not going to dive too much into uh, physical table position. Um, But Portland have picked up five points in their first four games, scoring five goals, conceding seven. While Orlando have scored or managed seven points, scoring four and only conceding two in their first four. And just like uh, the Portland Timbers, Orlando have picked up most of their points on the road, while the Portland Timbers have picked up most of their points at home. Um, the kicker here is Portland has only cut one clean sheet all season. Uh, nothing to be ashamed of early season. But that was at home against a, uh, an Austin FC team that had scored five goals in their two prior games before that which is already a decent start. They have some resilience at the back. And Orlando, uh, not really too much to read into with their away form. Uh, There was a nil-nil draw with Chicago Fire, Dave Greenfield's Chicago Fire, and then a uh, 2-0 win. I can't remember who they played, but they haven't really been scoring a whole lot away from home. This could be a tighter affair. And historically, Orlando has won three times, but two of those were at home, uh, which I won't fault Portland for. Well, Portland is undefeated in the last three meetings at Providence Park, picking up two wins during that stretch. The big kicker here for me is who will be playing. Um, and as this is the international break, that is kind of important. And for Portland, they'll be missing their starting center back to Aloma. He is a uh, New Zealander. And I'm not sure if that's the right term, but yeah. he's from New Zealand. Oh, and, uh, and so they have this weird kind of Oceania just on the outskirts of like the main World Cup qualifiers, little mini tournament to decide who ends up going to represent the Oceania group from or for the World Cup. So missing a center back probably isn't the end of the, isn't the end of the world. Probably works out better for me because hopefully more goals. Um, but Orlando, on the other hand, they're going to be missing some significant players, in my opinion. Um, one of their holding midfielders, which has played three out of four of games uh, so far this season, and has started two of those. But most importantly for me are their two designated players, one being their starting goalkeeper, who has basically played every single game for them um, since he joined the club. And then their recently signed designated player, Facundo Torres, who has just been an absolute creative spark for them this season. He is uh, he came over from Peñarol, and he has just hit the ground running. Um, they've only scored four goals, and he has one of them. Uh, he assisted on a couple other ones, so he's really, really important to them, and he will be missing for this game. So that already leads me to think that they might kind of struggle for goals here. Um, who won't be struggling to score goals is Portland. I, I really fancy them to still keep up their offensive output, 
because they're only missing a center back. Um, that's not really going to help you hurt you with that. One player that I'm looking at is uh, Yimi Chara. He is he's, he's kind of like a fox in the box with a uh, flair for the acrobatics. He's uh, he's he's a little bit shorter. He's kind of like my size, but uh, he's he's absolutely fearless. He's scored in the first two games of the season, and he assisted two more uh, since then. But the fun part about this is those two goals that he scored were uh, they, they were kind of brilliant. Uh, the first was an equalizer. Um, against the New England Revolution at home. And it was a bicycle kick, a beautiful bicycle kick. So already right there, hey, this kid's got flair. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. What does he do in the next game? Literally the next game. Scores another bicycle kick. And that happened to be another equalizer. In this spot, I'm hoping that he could score a bicycle kick to uh, grab us the lead. Or bicycle kick. Uh, what you're hoping for here i like that i'll be i'll be riding mr chara and his bicycle all the way to victory in this spot and i just love the portland timbers at 1.8 ish it's admittedly getting a little bit short it's coming in but i think that's because people are starting to realize that orlando are going to be missing some extremely key players and i think that'll be enough to give portland the edge that's a good pick joy like it in there it's nice that you've got leagues you're comfortable in this this week it's just a pleasant <laughs> thing, yeah. Uh, Andy, what have you got uh, yeah. in the uh, in the outsider area for this week? Gordon's he's just so desperate to get there. The value treble combines um, to five point six five to one at bet three six five. If anyone's interested in taking extra Sudetrol and Portland Timbers as an accumulator, five point six five to one, not too bad. And considering um, we hit that a couple of weeks ago, should have hit it this week. Uh, bar for a, a, a poor Kelty Hearts performance. I think that's got a good chance of coming in. On to the Outsiders then. And my game's Saturday at 1pm, which means I'm in a familiar league for me, the German Dritte Liga. So the third tier of German football for what should be a cracker of a game, Osnabrück versus Braunschweig. Uh, sixth place Osnabrück on 51 points against fourth place Braunschweig, only three points ahead on 54 points. Looking at the league, this should be a close enough game. But there's a few things here that swing me towards backing the visitors' Braunschweig. And one of them is the fact that you can get over 2-1 to one on them here. So I really like the price. Braunschweig are top of the league's five games form table. 12 points in the last five games. Okay, Osnabrück have 10 points from there. So they're, they're up there as well. It's the home away split that's really interesting here. Um for a team like Osnabrück, they're eighth overall in the home game table with 24 points from 15 home matches. That's not as good as you normally would expect. Braunschweig are the best travellers in the entire league with 30 points from 15 away games. So they've managed more points in the road than Osnabrück have, have managed at home by a whole two victories. That's, that, 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 that's quite substantial. Um, they drew their last meeting two all at Braunschweig, but in this fixture last year, Braunschweig came away with a, a 4-0 win away from home against Osnabrück. So they know how to win at this stadium. Considering all of that and the fact that you'll get 21-10 to 10 on Braunschweig, I'm happy to take the away team that's higher in the league at a bigger price, even though they are the away team, because they perform well on the road and the home team don't perform well at home. I just think it's a nice wee, a nice wee match-up at big odds. Nice. No, I like it in there. Um, that, I mean, that, that, that is what we're looking for in the outsider slot. Um if anyone is considering taking Sudetrol, by the way, uh, please consult your pharmacist. Um, the <laughs> I uh, this weekend I'm looking at uh, the J League Two. Sorry, the, sorry, stop that. That might be the cleverest, funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Uh, I mean, oh uh, my gosh! I mean, crazy. I mean, I, I mean, if we could get Gary to edit it in like 15 minutes ago, so it sounds like it was like. On Snappy. point, it'd yeah. work even better. But that was that was very good. And credit work. I know I pull you up a lot for the bad jokes, so credit. The, credit the good, the good ones are in there. Uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I can lead into a good outsider pick. Then, um, yeah. So I'm in the J League Two for mine, uh, which is uh, just below Andy's, one of Andy's favourite leagues uh, for uh, Montedio Yamagata versus Tokyo Verde, two teams that are in the J League Two and have been uh, for, for a couple of years now. Um, I'm going to take Tokyo Verde away in this slot um, at what I consider as the rather ridiculous odds of 13 to 5 or 5 to 2. Uh, 
I think it's rather ridiculous because Tokyo Verde have been really good. They've had a great start to the season. Uh, they've taken 11 points from their first five games. Um, Montadio Yamagata have only taken five from their first five games. Uh, Tokyo Verde uh, had some good wins against Blau Blitz Akita, Zwigan Kanzanawa. Um, there's a big, there's a team's name that I'm never going to try and pronounce in there because it's far too many vowels in it. Um, You've been doing very well so far. I was going to ask if you'd practiced this. No, fact, no, no. I've just I, you fluent, know, very fluent, very fluent. Uh, whereas uh, Montevideo Yamaga have lost to Vigalta Sendai. Uh, they beat uh, Gervans Kitakushi five uh, one, but they're they're rotten at the moment. Uh, and uh, we've got another couple of games that they were rubbish in. So. You know, it's one of these things um, where I've looked at this game and there was a couple of games in J-League 2 where I thought to myself, yeah, you know, it's it, this could have been an outsider. Uh, actually, one of the charity, the charity selection that I ended up taking in there uh, was, could have, I, I've got a double chance, could have easily been an outsider. But yeah, that's that's me in the outsider slot this weekend. Tokyo Verde away at Montedio Yamagata at the odds of, well, 13 to 5, if you want to take it on 365. J-Man, where are you taking us for your outsider? All right. For my outsider, I'm back in Australia. I tried uh, straying away from it last week, and it burnt me. So why fight it? I'm back in Australia, uh, and I like Adelaide United to draw against Central Coast Mariners. You can get that around 3.6. Central Coast Mariners sit eighth of 12 teams on 19 points, scoring and conceding 24 goals through 16 games. They've picked up eight points in their last five, scoring eight and conceding six. While Adelaide sit third on 28 points, scoring 28 and conceding 24 through 19 matches. They've picked up 10 points in their last five, scoring seven, conceding five. Um, looking at this matchup, Adelaide are still top of the away form table, having only lost twice in their 11 away games. Uh, while Central Coast Mariners have only lost once in their eight ma- home matches so far this season. Um, while Central Coast really hasn't lost often at home, they're drawing quite Quite a few, with uh, three of their last five at home being draws and three of their four draws this season coming at home. Adelaide, as the away form suggests, are really good away from home. But they've also drawn five of their last 11 away matches. Um, The big kicker here for me, I I would have loved to take this as Adelaide on the double chance. Um, But or even Adelaide to win, just given, given how this is priced. But the big thing here is who's going to be missing. And unfortunately, again, it looks like Craig Goodwin won't be playing, who is basically Adelaide's talisman. He is their spark plug. He's their set piece maestro. Um, he's everything for them. And as you saw last game out, it, it's significant when he's not there. That being said, though, the team still isn't poor defensively. They, they are more than capable. And looking at Central Coast form, they've seen both teams to score in a lot of matches this season. Uh, doesn't necessarily tell me that they are extremely sure themselves. So I yeah. think having Craig Goodwin missing isn't necessarily going to hurt us too much in this spot. The only way it's going to hurt us is that Adelaide probably won't go on to win. Um, and so for that given reason... Central Coast are always going to, are also going to be missing Kai Rawls, um, one of their starting right backs, uh, wing backs, and I I don't think that's necessarily the equalizer I was looking for, but both sides aren't at full strength, and uh, I can see both sides needing to pick up as many points as they can, and they could be satisfied with the draw, and uh, just to kind of keep form up and make sure they're not losing any ground. So I really like Adelaide to draw uh, in the spot. If I could have picked any Australian game this weekend, I would have taken this one as a draw. Because I, I looked at yeah. all the Australian ones and I was like, Joey's got a whole bunch of them in here. Uh, I was like, I'm going to leave him to leave him to Australia. But yeah, after watching both Central Coast and Adelaide, yeah, good yeah. good draw, good drawing form. Twelve to five or thirteen to five, depending on where you want to take it. So I usually, uh, yeah, I usually take the outsiders as a tricksy because they are massive odds. So um, doing it that way, you only need two out of the three to come in to get a return. And we've been very good at hitting two out of the three outsiders um, over the last few weeks. Combined as a treble, though, the three of them work out at 39.17 to one. So that's almost 40 to one. Pretty good um, for, for an outsider, Trixie. Okay, they were the, they were the main picks. On to the charity 
picks. This is where we all proffer one pick each. We back it with £10 of our own money. Um, we back the threefold. And all the returns that we get go to a charity of our choosing, which will be Gordo's choosing this week because he let the charity down last week. He will be backing it. He will be staking that hard, cold cash this week. Um, and hopefully next week. It was shite not doing it last week. I'm, I'm so pleased to be back doing it again <laughs> this week. Hopefully next week you will be handing over some money um, for charity. So I'm going to kick us off. Uh, I, I presume I'm also going to kick us off chronologically as well. Saturday at 5am in Japan, there are no J1 league fixtures. So we are in the League Cup, the YBC Levain Cup. For Hiroshima versus Shimizu S Pulse. Oh, it's still the initial group stages um, of the League Cup. So this is dodgy to begin with. But I really, with the small amount of fixtures that are on this week, I really have nothing else. Um, Hiroshima are a perfect six points from two games, five goals scored, and not a single goal conceded. And they're playing against a team that's only managed two draws so far in the competition. Historically, Hiroshima usually have the beating of Shimizu, although Shimizu did win their last meeting 1-0. The fact the game is a home game for Hiroshima is why I like it so much. They're class and the fact that they're they're better side than Shimizu Espal should see them to another win here and you're getting almost even money of odds of 4-5. They might rest players because it's the League Cup. They might rest players because they've already got six points. Um, Who knows? A whole host of things could happen here. But I just think for looking at the teams, Hiroshima and Shimizu Espals, getting Hiroshima around even money is a steal. So that's where my charity pick is going. Now, you made a slightly incorrect assumption in that, that you would be the first game of the weekend. You're actually equal first game because my game is... You said awesome. all your games were between 5 and 5.45pm. 5 yeah, it's 5 5 a.m. You never said a.m. <laughs> see, see if someone says, do you want to meet between 5 and 5.45pm? 5 you wouldn't turn up at 5 a.m. I might, because I've got another pick at 5 a.m. Um, you are... He's a wild card. That's off it. your head. You so just... uh, my my pick for this week is in the J-League 2. It goes at the same time as Andy's. Um, this is recently relegated Yokohama FC versus J2 Stalwarts, Ventford at Kofu. Uh, we all know Kofu away is a tough place to go. However, uh, I, I feel that Yokohama probably will get something out of this game. Yokohama have been the best team in this league so far in the first five games. 13 points from them, um, scoring 10, conceding six. Then uh, for Kofu have taken five points and they've averaged a draw uh, from their five games, scoring five, conceding nine. Um, Yokohama aren't generally in this league. You know, they don't play uh, Kofu that much. They, they, Yokohama went down, uh, were there in 2019 and 2018, but before that, the last game they played was 2012 together. Um, they, they don't. They, they tend to be in the, the top league. However, they did get relegated last year. They are in this league again, and I think they'll be looking to bounce back up. Um, they had some tough games to start with. Uh, you know, uh, they, they started off the the league by beating Mito Hollyhock, um, Vivar and Nagasaki on Omida Ardija uh, in the league, and drawing with uh, Okayama. Uh, Venfrey Kofu have not started well. They lost to Ibrex Nigata. Uh, they drew with Montevideo Yamagata, who we were talking about earlier on. They beat Viver in Nagasaki uh, and they lost to Okayama 4 1. Are, are you just using this opportunity to show that you can pronounce all the teams in the J2's names? <laughs> I mean, what else is this podcast for? <laughs> Isn't that why we. <laughs> why we do <laughs> However, I do think that Yokohama are good enough to get uh, something out of this game. And I'm going to take the double chance, uh, as I do if I lose a charity bet. Um, uh, and, and I'll take it at the odds of 6 to 11. Um, Jesus in, Christ, in, that's in the, poor. In the, in the charity. So I did fancy Yokohama away, but I've got the Yokohama to win here is over 2 to 1 at Hills. That is a great price. It is a good, great price, but I'd rather have a charity win in uh, when they draw one each after a 97th minute goal from Vent uh, for Kofu. It's a really good, really uh, good price. Yeah. I'm surprised this wasn't your outsider. Yeah, Yuka I thought of that. a great, a great price to win this game. You know, I, I'll be happy if they win because you know, well, I've got my charity leg in here. Uh, I just, you know, Kofu have drawn quite a few games, um, and I, you know, uh, Yokohama having come down, they've been good so far, but they did draw 
uh, last week as well. So I'm happy to take the double chance here at six to eleven or one to two, depending on which book you will use here. Oh, one uh, to two, yeah, Even better. Oh, smashing. So, uh, Joey, round us off. What's the charity pick? All right, for my charity pick, I'm still in Australia. I uh, I'm starting to like the weather. It's a lot better than Michigan right now. Um, and so I'm gonna stick with Melbourne City and MacArthur. The Mac Attack. The Mac Attack. Just like last week. Um, last week I picked both teams both to score and then Mac Attack to go on and get a third. Why fix it if it ain't broken? Um, I'm gonna be back with both teams to score, and you can get that around 1.6-ish. So this is a little bit more interesting than last week's fixtures because this is a top four clash with tabletoppers Melbourne City traveling to fourth place MacArthur. Um, both sides for the season have averaged over one goal scored and one goal conceded. All right, so that's that's my charity uh, write up, and that's that's it. Um, no, there uh, there's there's more to that. I promise. There, in the five game form table, City has scored ten goals and conceded seven for nine points. Uh, MacArthur have scored nine, conceded thirteen in their last five for four points. Not looking too much into results and who's scored or who's winning, who's losing, but they're scoring. That's all that I care about. Uh, the big thing here, uh, as Melbourne City are going to be pretty heavy favorites, MacArthur, on the other hand, have actually scored in 16 of their 17 matches this season. They've seen both teams to score in five straight and 10 of the last 12. So I don't, I don't have any worries about MacArthur doing their job. What about City? Uh, they've scored in 10 straight with both teams to score in nine of those 10. So, again, not really too worried about that. At home, MacArthur have only been held scoreless in one of their seven matches. That also checks the box. Well, City have only been held scoreless in one of their eight away matches. I, I, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but it's the charity, charity pick. I got to be thorough. Um, historically, these sides have seen both teams to score in two of three league matches. And the only other match that they've played was in the FFA Cup. Uh, it was in the promotion uh, stages, so it was a cup tie. Um, I'm not going to fault them for not seeing both teams score. It's a little tighter. Where this gets really interesting, and why I wasn't taking this as both teams to score in over 2.5, and anybody to win in both teams to score, just anyone to win, any any results here. Melbourne City are going to be missing quite a few players here. Um, they, being the best team in the league, they've got a lot of players that are going to be called up to the uh, the national team. Most notably for them are Connor Metcalf and uh, Tilly, Marco Tilio. Uh, Metcalf is their anchor in the midfield, and Tilio is, in my opinion, by far their most creative player, and he is by far their driving force in the attack. But that's that's not the only people that they're going to be missing. They're also going to be missing Matt Leckie, um, who has admittedly been injured the past couple of games, but literally any time he's playing for city, that's a massive boost for them. He has been a real spark for them this season, but this is where it gets interesting. And this is why I wasn't looking at a draw or anyone to win over 2.5 city are going to be missing some key attacking players, but they won't be missing. Hopefully their talisman, Jamie McLaren, J Mac. He will also be traveling with the Socceroos, but Interestingly, he is the only player on the squad that is reporting back to their club team early. So he will be gone. He'll be done after that Japan game because I think they realize that that is the only important game of those two. And so hopefully he'll be back in some capacity for that game on Sunday. And so on the off chance that MacArthur take the lead and they're kind of holding off, I, I think he offers a massive, massive boost to sort of make up for those other midfield players that were really creative and really important to this team. So if you want to get a little spicy, I, I don't hate a third goal in this uh, MacArthur of just being seeing goals aplenty. And hopefully J Mac can have some sort of contribution to this game, which if he starts, I would 1000% expect over 2.5 goals, but for the sake of the charity bet and the charity treble, I wanted to keep things tight, keep it a little, Keep it a little more simple. So I just like both teams to score at 1.6. And I think this is a great spot out of all of the matches in Australia for it. Nice one. So Andy, what are the 
do we have the combined odds of the charity treble? The combined odds of the charity treble this week is 3.452. Massive. Absolutely so a massive. would return not too 40. shabby. Four pound fifty. Not too shabby at all. If you want to, if if you want to not be a shite bag and you know maybe back Yokohama just to win, it goes up to seven point three five to one. Oh, now we're talking. Now, now you're talking. Now you're talking over eighty quid for charity. I could do some real difference, Gordon. Some real difference. I, I think at this point we just got to make sure it comes in. Yeah, I, I understand where Gordon's at here. That's, <laughs> that is not his motivation. His motivation is he doesn't want to have to back it again next week. He's leaking tenors left, right, and Kill two birds with one fair, stone. I'd, I'd, I'd still not. be backing it, even if even if it won at this point, because no one had lost. It. No, <laughs> if it wins, we switch. If it comes in, we switch. Uh, so that's I like I like my charity pick this week. You leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, that's the charity travel. So hey, it's it's money money for a good cause. It's it's all good. They are the picks from this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Do join the Facebook group that we have. It's free to join. There's a load of good stuff on there. Um, you'll see stuff from the usual hosts of the show. So myself, Gordo and Joey, as well as uh, the, the other guest hosts that come on, Chris, Connor, Dave and Jerome. But you'll also get other members of the community um, talking about their particular passions and hobbies and, and sports that they know about. There's always good content. Rugby Union from Michael Stokes. Uh, get good football betting from uh, Callum Hodger, James Laycock, George Jones, Callum Meek. Thank you for uh, your post this week, um, getting involved in the chat and discussion. We've got a good couple of hundred members there now, so do come in, um, join the chat. Let us know what you're betting on this week. Um, get the conversation started. It's also a place where you can get involved with all the trample bet competitions. So we've got fantasy baseball coming up, and that's always a hotly contested thing. So if that is your bag, um, have a wee look for the post on the Trample Bet Facebook group and you can become part of the Trample Bet Fantasy Baseball League. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we also have a Patreon. Um, it is a way for you guys to give something back to this free podcast that's been on the go for, for four plus years. Um, £6 a month, patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet. Come and join us. Download the Patreon app, search Trample Bet Podcast. Um, get all the picks we've just mentioned written down, as well as the video podcast, the middle section, extra content shows, the whole shebang. Um, Gordo, Joey, thanks very much for your time this week. Uh, there was not a very big slate of football fixtures worldwide. However, I think we've done a very good job. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a full, full yeah, game week. Yeah, no. in multiple you, were, you, were, you were the obvious. You were the obvious choice to guess this week. Gordon I mean, like, hey, Joey's gotta bring gotta in the it. ringer. No worries yep. about that. I get it. Gordon was like, Joey's gotta do it this week. Look, look, look what games are on. I was like, yep, you're right. <laughs> that is that is his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some great, some great stuff. Uh, hopefully we get a good few winners this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We shall see you again next week. Happy hunting. Hi. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Bond, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.